When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for tuning in to the latest episode of Plugged In, a post-media podcast taking you down Canada's electric vehicle highway. I'm your host, Andrew McCready. This week, we're joined by my colleague David Booth to discuss a quite remarkable column he wrote last week for post-media driving. And remarkable not in a good way, as it lays out a possible doomsday scenario for Canada's burgeoning electric vehicle battery industry. Let's get right to it. Well, it's great to have you back on the show, David. Good to be here. So um, I don't know how many of my listeners read the Motormouth column that you've been writing for over three decades for post-media driving. Um, The most recent one was a bit of an earth shaker in the EV world, I think. Um, And interestingly, I'm not sure if it has gone through to the mainstream media as much yet. I'll preface this by saying you wrote something at the end of it, which is interesting and should pique curiosity for people. It was an author's note, and you wrote, for the first time in the 30-odd years I have penned this column, I'm hoping that my analysis of the automobile industry posted here is wrong. In fact, I can't ever remember wanting to be so wrong. So tell our listeners what you wrote. We wrote a little bit, uh, a little while ago that the inflation Reduction Act in the States was a godsend for Canadian manufacturing because basically it said that um, cars that were built in Canada could qualify for the American um, $7,500 consumer rebate. Right. We're talking, uh, we're talking electric cars here. EVs. Yeah, sorry. Thank you That's very right. much. No uh, and, and that was a, a switch from the Build Back better plan that was earlier that only gave subsidies those new ev car subsidies to cars that were union built in the united states in other words a ford mustang Mach-E built in oakville could not qualify for uh, a consumer rebate in the united states placing it at a huge disadvantage we fought um, you know our government our politicians our automakers fought this long and hard and they came back back with the um, inflation reduction act and the most important clause at least if you read the um, um, the analyses uh, two months ago was that the seventy five hundred dollar us rebate for new evs included evs that were built in canada there was also some stuff about sourcing the minerals for the batteries in North America as well to qualify, but we're well placed with that. So, wow, this was good news. Except as they say, we didn't read the fine print. And the fine print uh, was this thing called the Advanced Manufacturing Production Credit. And without going into too much detail, it gives automakers who build a battery plant in the United States only, Thirty-five kilowatt, uh, thirty-five dollars for every kilowatt hour of battery they build in a plant in the United States uh, for the battery cell. If they assemble it in mo- into a module in the United States, they get a further ten 
dollars per kilowatt hour. There's actually some money for minerals, but that's minimal for right now. So basically, build a plant somewhere in the States. And for every kilowatt hour of battery you uh, make, um, you get 45 bucks. It doesn't sound like much until you, until you start adding it up. Um, you know, the average car or EV in, um, in, in North America right now has about 80 kilowatt hours, probably. That's $3,600 uh us of incentive directly to the manufacturer it's not a consumer thing it's a manufacturer credit directly into their pockets uh, a hummer which has 212.7 kilowatt hours gm would receive about 9600 dollars i think us directly in the pockets just for building the uh, the battery so and and this is ongoing um, in other words, it starts uh, at the end of this year and phases out in 2032. And it appears, and by appears, uh, I say I've checked with everybody I can um, to make sure I'm correct about this, but it appears it's a running subsidy, not a one-time kind of subsidy for building a plant. Uh, you know, you, you get $700 million one time to build the plant and then you're on your own. Um, I'll give you a for instance, BMW just announced a 30 gigawatt um, plant for batteries that's supposed to open, I think, in 26 or so, plus or minus a year. Um, and those 30 gigawatts, when you multiply by $45 for every kilowatt hour, uh, works out to $1.35 billion. And that's every year, every single year. Um, assuming they're running five, six years before the plan is phased out in 2032, that's like six or seven billion dollars for a plant that's going to cost them only 700 million dollars to build. Um, uh, and, and as I'm saying this, I've had the same feeling that I've had for the last two weeks in researching this um, article, the article I wrote last Friday and we're still discussing today in that the numbers are so outrageous, I've got to be wrong. Hence that, that uh, re author's note I added, because, you know, that's one plant. Um, uh, somebody estimated that the one that is uh, the Panasonic plant in Nevada would be good for $1.05 billion, again, every year. You add it all up, and when I add it all up, if every car who has a battery made in the United States um, uh, every EV, I should say, that is sold in the United States has a battery made in the United States, um, it would add up to about $150 billion, billion with a big B, um, uh, by 2032, uh, which means that there's absolutely no way that Canada can build a battery plant here to ship the components down there. Um, and be anywhere near competitive. We cannot compete with that. So the idea that, um, uh, you know, we've landed the Stellantis plant, uh, GM has a cathode material plant in Bay Concours, and there's been other small announcements. But the concept that we're going to get uh, a lot more battery assembly plants is seemingly fleeting. I, I don't see any way we can do it. There's no way to compete whatsoever with that level of subsidy. Um, and that speaks uh, with all the battery announcements. Um, in the last month, there's been about, I think, 11 
billion dollars worth of announcements of menu of, of construction of plants. And so uh, it seems everybody is getting the message and build in the United States. And, and again, I've checked with pretty much everybody that'll talk to me um, uh, from uh, automakers, uh, governmental relations officers to the head of one of the largest or maybe the largest uh, electric mobility association in Canada. And they concur with my analysis that these monies is not a one-time money. It's an ongoing money. And yeah, a, a halfway decent, every halfway decent plant will get about a billion bucks a year. So this is, I mean, in, in the grander scheme of things for the EV revolution, as we call it on this show and other people call it, it's, it's a good thing that America is putting all this money behind the development. But obviously, as you say, it's a terrible thing for Canadian industry. Um, any indication that the Canadians would, the Canadian, the feds, the provincial governments would, would match this, would, would come up with their own plan to subsidize kilowatt hour batteries? How, how in God's name? I mean, maybe they subsidize one plant, but how can they compete on an even footing to get, say, a third or a quarter of the plants? I mean, I, I mean we're talking stupid money. I should tell you that one of the, governmental agencies that ponder these things. I've forgotten the name, but it's some sort of congressional budget office kind of thing. They estimate that um, these rules, the MPTC as it's called, or it's uh, section 45X in the Inflation Reduction Act, will cost, I think, $27 billion. Um, as one analyst told me, one governmental analyst told me, it seems they're missing a digit. <laughs> um, in other words, it's at least 10 times that high. The one hope I can say is that when somebody finally gets to adding up the actual dollars that this act will actually uh, call for, um, they might come to the conclusion that they either got to put a time limit on this, reduce the um, um, reduce the subsidy, that kind of thing. And, and everybody's, you know, uh, I, I know that uh, Ontario's Doug Ford was just down in Detroit talking about this. And also, uh, hopefully, um, I, I believe, trying to shore up support for that Stellantis plant. Because you can imagine, Stellantis announced, I think, a $2 billion plant. I don't know how big it would be. But if that same plant, and this is me just guessing, um, if that same plant was in the in the states, it might be um, good for five hundred million to a billion dollars a year for the next, you know, from whenever it's constructed till twenty thirty two. I can't see Ontario being able to match that. Um, I, how 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 does puny little Canada with you know one tenth the population and even less of the GDP of the United States compete with that kind of money? And again, I'm not sure the Yanks know how much money they've committed to this. The one thing I will say is that um, because they got so much pushback on the Build Back Better plan for the consumer uh, rebates, the consumer rebates as written in the Inflation Reduction Act are very well crafted. I read it all. I am that big a geek. And I read it all. And it's very exacting. It's very pinpoint. It's, it's, it's already enacted. The 45X section, that uh, subsidy for the battery manufacturing, on the other hand, is incredibly poorly crafted. Um, it's like a, crafted by a second year um, law student and his professor didn't check his work. So 
and it's not being uh, applied until the end of the year. So I, I, I don't want to create false hope, but there, I, I guess there is some hope that with um, you know various governments, South Korea, all of the European Union, Canada is arguing with that provision amongst others, that there may be you know some modification of it. But at least as written, it means that um, uh, what I've said, all the monies um, uh, and on an ongoing basis, which means at least between now as we're speaking and until they might revise it um you know any negotiations that might go on between our governments and potential battery suitors can't really go forward because you know how do you negotiate well we think it's going to change to something that will be more favorable to us you know nobody commits two billion dollars to that you know what i'm saying Right. And we have seen in the last month or so Volkswagen and Mercedes uh, Benz or Mercedes EQ, I guess it would be signing letters of intent with the Canadian government about battery factories here. So no, no, that wasn't battery factories. That was just minerals. Andrew and his guest will be right back after this word from our sponsor. This is such an important subject. I'm going to risk getting a little geeky with your, your listeners, and I hope they'll pass along. When you think about it, um, and, and as I said, I've been thinking about it long, this bill, and I believe this part um, is inadvertent. I don't think the Americans crafted it specifically. But the one thing it does is that it really specifically screws Canada. The reason why I say that is, okay, imagine... The, the consumer um, side of the rebate lets you build a plant in Mexico, Canada, or the States. You could choose any one of the three and you, you still get that subsidy. Now, the other sub subsidies, uh, the second subsidy, the 45X I've been talking about, only can be done in America, but it, and it's the battery. Now, Elon Musk building a, a plant maybe in Mexico, notwithstanding, I don't think there's that Mexico is at all competitive with Canada in terms of minerals, or clean electricity, and, and know-how in this case. So they're not really, they'll be hurt, but not nearly as much as Canada. Canada has all the expertise. We have the minerals. We uh, can build the processing plants. We have the personnel. We have the research. We're, we're going to be the ones getting screwed. So in other words, you're sitting there and you're, um, you use Mercedes-Benz and, and Volkswagen. You've got to build a battery plant someplace in North America to get the consumer, um, the consumer credit. Okay, you say, well, okay, Mexico, let's say Mexico's out. I can choose Canada or United States. Then you go to that 45X, that uh, production credit, and you go, okay, I get the full consumer credit, whether I build it in Canada or the U.S., but I get the manufacturing credit only if I build it in the in the U.S. So the 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 people, the the one country most damaged um, um, will be Canada, and I I'd like to think it's inadvertent, but I can tell you it's very direct. We're getting hurt very badly, and and if if it was written on purpose, it's pretty Machiavellian. <laughs> So is I mean obviously uh, fair trade subsidies things like that um, are always being debated and um, argued in world courts. I mean, do you see this thing ending up in something like that? Oh, for sure. It, it, I can't see it not passing. I mean, you know, it's extremely protectionist. 
the the Build Back Better plan, which had the protectionist uh, clauses in it before Union Made and all that stuff I mentioned before, was going to violate various free trade pacts. So this would be um, very uh, impactful on that as well. Uh, I think it's called Kuzma now as opposed right. to USMCA. Yeah. But I, 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 for readers that don't understand, you know, even uh, our listeners, pardon me, that don't understand free trade and all this Imagine, choose any brand. Uh, I'm going to choose uh, Volkswagen. Builds an ID5 car that doesn't exist now, so I'm not stepping on anybody's toes. It's got an 80 kilowatt hour battery in it. They build it in Chattanooga or wherever they are in the States. Yep. And they get a 3600, because they build the battery modules there. And the battery cells. It really is focused. It's uh, from that point of view. You have to build the cells and the modules. And so you get 3,600 US. That works out to uh, today's prices uh, close to 5,000 Canadian dollars. So then the 5,000 Canadian dollars goes directly to the manufacturer. Then the car comes up here and a, a Canadian consumer buys it and they get a $5,000 credit from the federal government and maybe more from your government and the Quebec government um, for buying that car. That car that was written and uh, under or, uh, manufactured under a rule that got the manufacturer a 5,000 Canadian dollar credit specifically, as I mentioned before, because it was not produced in Canada. We're gonna give a $5,000 rebate to a consumer for a car that was specifically produced in America to get a $5,000 credit instead of us. It's I, I, every way, like I, the only thing I'll say, and I'm sorry I've repeated myself, is that I've been working on this story longer than any story I've ever written on in 30 years. And I, I just could not believe what I'm, I was writing, reading and everything else. I kept looking for where I was wrong and where I made a mistake in my analysis. Because again, it seems so ludicrous, it seems so protectionist, and the numbers are so freaking big. And I'm sorry, I can't, uh, I, I, and nobody else, I, I got a call from another Canadian major automaker CEO, I know them all, and um, he basically said, um, no, every line is spot on in my motor mouth analysis of last Friday. So because of that, I mean, where's the hue and cry? I mean, is it all being done behind, you know, I kind of think of, you know, when I first, when you and I talked about this a few weeks ago, when you first started researching it, I was kind of amazed that the Republican Party in the States was not kicking up their heels saying $100 billion, where's that going to come from, especially for EVs, which let's face it, they're not their, 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 their favorite thing. So why is it so quiet? Why are we not seeing this, you know, this, uh, you know, on the financial post or in the Wall Street Journal? I mean, and the automakers, I mean, you would think automakers would be getting their picture taken with Biden every day because of this. Well, okay, that's a lot of questions. Uh, one, um, you can read about it a little bit in the States. Uh, and not, not uh, oh, the only people that have added up the big dollars, you know, $45 per kilowatt hour. Most people don't understand what a kilowatt hour is, so they don't have any idea how many there are out there. And, um, and, um, and, and so it doesn't resonate with them. There's been, I've seen a lot of material, not a lot, some material, uh, from law, law firms and, um, 
and uh, analyst consultant firms, okay? And they're, they're the ones to confirm, you know, for instance, I, one of them confirmed that the current Panasonic plant in Nevada that's, uh, might get $1.05 billion a year and, and, and every year. And so they've done it. The only article in, in the mainstream media, I think, was either clean, uh, some clean energy or maybe it was inside EVs, did something on it. And it was only five paragraphs because, again, $45 a kilowatt until you start doing the multiplication doesn't really sound like a lot. And you don't know what a kilowatt hour is. More disappointing is, is I've read lots of articles by Canadian analysts and they've all focused on that benefit of the consumer side of things, which is the, um, uh, you know, that $7,500 that Biden did change from the Build Back Better plan into the Inflation Reduction Act that allows Canadian built cars to get $7,500 of consumer rebates. Nobody, I haven't read anything on 45X and this manufacturing credit is only available to the states. Um, and I don't know why. It's another reason why I thought I was wrong. I will tell you that in talking with automakers um, and other people, they're remaining in externally quiet because they don't want to rock the boat. Uh, uh, right now, they they don't know where this is going. They don't know if the American administration realizes what kind of numbers they've talked about in, in this. So they're not doing anything. Privately, it's really funny because those that are already building plants or had plans to build plants or have plants in there are going, oh man, this is great. Oh my God, you mean I'm going to get, for plants I already decided to, to build, you're going to give me a billion dollars a year anyways? Like I don't have to do anything? more than I was going to do anyways, oh man, rejoice. If you're not that kind of person, if you're not that kind of company that's already got a plan and you had plans to bring something in Canada, and, and here I'm thinking of Stellantis, and I haven't heard from Stellantis, but everybody I've talked to um, um, doesn't understand how they're going to move forward with their plan. Maybe there's some negotiation happening as we speak um, to save that, but they're in a, in a bad position because they're going to lose on a lot of subsidies having built, uh, having committed to build that plant. So I, I don't know why people aren't bothered by this. I mean, this is could really hurt the auto parts industry in Canada, more specifically here in Ontario. It's huge. It's huge money. So mm, I, 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 I like like I said, one. I was overwhelmed by the numbers, and two, I was so overwhelmed that I thought I was wrong. It turns out it doesn't appear that I'm wrong, and the numbers are right, and they're huge, and they're very, very difficult to overcome. So I, I will say this. Um, this is very unlike me to, um, to um, laud a uh, politician, and most especially um, a, a liberal politician, but... Minister Champagne, who's in charge of the Ministry of uh, Innovation, Science and Technology, I think it is, uh, uh, industry, sorry, um, uh, is in charge of these negotiations. He's the one that brought Volkswagen and Mercedes to Canada to source their minerals. He did, he did that. And he's been pounding the uh, pavement for the last six months, a year on, on 
what he's calling a minds to mobility uh, program to get them to come to Canada. So, so to that, to that point, um, the minds, you know, what, you always want in a negotiation is leverage. And um, as you mentioned earlier, Canada has a lot of the material needed to build these batteries in the ground here. Is that a point of leverage for us? I mean, is that something that we say, you want our minerals, you need to back off on this? I don't know. Uh, that'd be yes and no. I mean, they don't want to, uh, uh, the plan has always been a, whether it was the build back better plan before and the plan now the inflation reduction act was to cut off china china produces a lot i think catl produces a third of all the batteries and i, I i've heard some numbers that they process about three quarters of all the um materials for evs in the world okay um and so the, the um, americans want to cut them out of the equation completely on the consumer side there's a, as I said, there's a, uh, a clause about the minerals. And by, and I'm sorry, I don't have the exact year, but by say 2028, 80% of your minerals have to be basically non-Chinese. In other words, North American sourced, if you want to get that $7,500 consumer rebate. Um, and so, uh, you know, there's so much politics in, 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 in these uh, discussions. So will we mine materials for the states. Absolutely, we will. Will we process some of those materials? I suspect yes. Will we get some plants that manufacture components of batteries, um, like the one that does the cathode material uh, for General Motors in Baconcourt that's planned? I think a few, but again, Americans get $35 a kilowatt hour to build the battery cell itself in the States and then 10 more dollars per kilowatt hour to assemble those cells in a module. As long as that stands, it's tough to see how we're going to get a battery manufacturing plant. I suppose, I mean, I came up with the most convoluted thing and passed it by a, a plan and passed it by some analysts and they said, we can mine it here we could process it here. We send it down to the states to build the battery cells and the modules, and then they send the battery modules back up to Canada to be assembled into a finalized battery and then into a car. That could be done and get all the subsidies, but why would anybody do that? You know what I'm saying? Like I, I, I think even the most casual listener can figure out that that's a pretty convoluted way to go about things. It just makes so much sense. Just build the plant in the States. Right. Well, your thorough reporting on this, this issue is, is the, the, kind of a crack in this. And, and I'm hoping that as you said at the, the end of yours, you know, if anybody has anything to add to this, they can um, send something to info at driving.ca. Um, I think it's something we're all going to hear about more and more. And um a credit to you, David, to uh, to have started the ball rolling, at least in Canada, on this on this issue. As I said, I've heard from quite a few folks. I, I do know, for instance, that the um, CEO of the large automaker, that I, uh, the Canadian automaker, um, um, passed the article down to the CEO of the American uh, automaker, or more likely his people, as they say. And they analyzed it and they basically said, yeah, that's what we read, too, you yeah. know. Right. So, I, also, I'll say this: if I'm wrong, 
there's a whole bunch of really serious bigwigs in the Canadian automotive industry that are also wrong. A whole bunch. <laughs> That's uh, David Booth. Thanks for joining us. Thank you very much. Well, that was certainly a sobering discussion with David. My only hope, like his, is that his in-depth analysis of this kilowatt subsidy outlined in the Inflation Reduction Act is incorrect. But as he said, automotive industry players in Canada have confirmed what he has reported. So it looks like we are in for yet another protracted debate and negotiation with our friends to the south. I know David will be following every step of the way, so be sure to read his weekly Motormouth column at driving.ca to keep up to date on this important topic. That's it for this episode. Thanks to my guest David Booth, my exceptional producer Adam Foster, and you for joining me on another electrifying journey down the EV highway. We always welcome your comments and criticisms via email at pluggedinpostmedia.com. For your dose of all things automotive, including up-to-date information on new EVs in Canada, be sure to check out driving.ca, where you'll find the best in breaking news, videos, and reviews. And be sure to subscribe to Plugged In wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. That way you'll never miss an episode, and you'll also be able to listen to all the episodes from seasons one through four. Thanks as always for listening.